Welcome everybody to Breaking the Rules, Vanderpump Ones, with your host, Amber Casto, and my co-host. Hi everyone, it's Nick Casto. <laughs> and I'm sorry it took us so long to get this uploaded for you guys. I warned you I had a business trip, so I did give you fair warning, but I did not know that I was going to hurt myself. And so the time we probably would have uploaded on Sunday, I was in urgent care because who configures a hotel bathroom where the door opens up and overlaps the toilet? So needless to say, I took my last two toes off. They're hurting pretty good. Have to see an orthopedic surgeon next week. So, that's why we're a little late, but I'll jump into headlines. I don't want us to go extremely long in time. So, lots of headlines coming in. Um, probably uh, Stassi doing Caller Daddy podcast. It was really good. Like, really good. They should almost do a podcast together. It was that good. So if you haven't listened to it, you should. I did put up a funny reel about um, Stassi's uh, biggest regret fashion-wise and its statement necklaces. And I put up like a montage of statement necklaces on our TikTok that she's worn. Um, it was really, really funny. She also admitted to spending $40,000 on the holiday outfit of the day. And do you know it only gets you that for one year? She did not know that. When she paid for it, she thought she was, like, buying it indefinitely. And then the next year, they came and were like, hey, we're going to need that $40,000 again. And she was like, you're smoking fucking crack. Yeah, this is just a one-time deal. <laughs> oh. Anyway, if you haven't caught it, please listen. It was really, really great. Speaking of Stassi, Faith Stowers has um, come forward and started a GoFundMe to sue Stassi uh, for her name being used in her books. She wants the books pulled off of the shelves and any royalties be given to charity. Like <laughs> this whole bunch of shit. First of all, the book's been out for over a year. Right. Second of all, if you are my listening audience, you already know how I feel about Faith. She's trash. I'm done hearing about her and from her. She is literally abused an elderly person. The family should be suing her. So the fact that she had sex with Jax next to an elderly lady's hospital bed. I'm not kidding. While she was being paid to take care of her. It's illegal. It, you're right. It's disgusting. It's sick. But it's illegal. So just when you think you're defending yourself, I'm not a criminal. You are a criminal. Sorry. You are a criminal. Not a fan. Yes. I do not. The one thing I despise about that man. There's not much you can say. He was pretty disgusted with himself. In a confessional afterwards. So if you've not caught that before. Whenever it comes out. 
he cried in a confessional because he said it kind of was disgusting after it happened he couldn't believe that it happened like it started happening and the woman was there and he didn't know it was gonna happen like he was like i kind of thought it wasn't gonna happen and in that fashion and then it just happened um that's not an oops just happened like you say okay you need to stop right now because this is disgusting so I have so many words for, for both of them, but faith was being paid to take care of that person. That is abuse and it's illegal. Um, Alex Baskin did say on uh, the podcast that they did. And oh man, I even forget what the podcast was called because I don't listen to them on a regular basis. So my apologies. If you hit my TikTok, I shared all of the highlights from them interviewing him but they're good friends with him um and they talked with him he said all of the cast was returning it was not a confirmation but he's pretty confident in that podcast so that's pretty big um the next one and i'm gonna be able to play you guys something we got a couple of buttons going so i'm so excited for one of the buttons that i'm gonna use on a regular basis that you guys are gonna love it um but sandoval was singing at uh a recent show and i really do think it's in rebuttal to schwartz has stopped being quiet he did Jackson Brittany's podcast. He kind of talked about how he feels like he's people think he's been complicit and he's not complicit. And he really feels like, you know, Sandoval could be humble and stop doing what he's doing. And so I feel like him speaking up caused Sandoval to start singing lyrics where he's dissing Schwartz, like dissing his best friend. And I'm going to play you guys the lyric now. So just pay attention. Schwartzy, do you remember when you had a lawn, a homeowner lawn? Like, does he not realize he's about to sell his own house? And therefore, it's really, really a hypocritical statement because you're about to be uh, lawnless yourself. <laughs> it's so stupid, too. Anyway, you guys should totally um, hit the TikTok page and let us know how you feel. It was pretty heavy. Uh, it had around somewhere in the 20,000s of views and uh, hundreds of comments. People are really weighing in on how they feel about it. And he's just like, he just loves himself that much. Excuse me. Just really cannot stop. I honestly think he likes the attention that it brings him. But the bad part is that it's at the cost of friendships and people that he considers family. So it's pretty disgusting to watch. Um, Jax did not show up for See You Next Tuesday with uh, James. So that was a big, uh, I, he said it was a family emergency. I can tell you halfway through the night, Sheena showed up. So it's almost like he sent out a text and was like, anybody that can come, come. Because the line was wrapped around the building, like blocks. 
to get into the the establishment. So I really just hope that it wasn't fake and he really did have a family emergency. And it wasn't just, you know, we're fighting or I don't want to do something because he kind of gets in his feels. He's arrogant at times. So I hope that wasn't the case. <laughs> the next one uh, I have here, you guys, is a huge announcement. New show for Lisa called Vanderpump Villa. What, what, what? It's going to be on Hulu. And we're going to recap it. Without a doubt. No reason why we shouldn't. So I'm super excited to let you guys know that. And... Stay tuned for uh, the premiere, and I'll probably, when we know more about the cast and what's going to happen right now, we just know it's in a French villa. We don't know if that's in France. We don't know if that's here. We don't know. We know it's the staff. So I'm assuming that she saw something in them similar to what she saw in the Vanderpump Rules cast, and that excites me very much. Like, super exciting. And I'll do a podcast probably by myself to let you guys know details of that as soon as we have it. And let's get into Season 10 Reunion Episode 3. James made me laugh when this started because he was like, what a finale to the finale. (laughs) And he's so right. What a finale to the finale. This is when Rachel enters the room. Pretty crazy. She seems pretty confident standing backstage with the producers. But I'm going to tell you, she was breaking at the seams the entire night. I saw her shaking. I saw her visibly unable for words to come out of her mouth. So... I did feel for her a little bit in a sense that it sucks being you in that moment. When you had to face this music. Because this music did suck for you. Um, She does enter, though. She gets there and she walks in. Sheena is 100 yards away in her trailer Sheena's reactions during this entire reunion episode was hilarious. She's got, like, her great big long nails gripping a white claw. She's, like, changed into a sweatshirt, like, all camped out in a trailer. It was just really funny to watch. I don't know. She's, her reactions, and I don't know if they did just certain reactions on purpose, but it was really funny. Um, she does enter immediately, Rachel, and starts apologizing. She says that she's extremely embarrassed. Um, Andy kind of goes right into it. Um, he says that, you know, um, he goes talking about Lake Havasu and the trip that they had. And so he's kind of like, easing into how the relationships were crumbling while still being able to touch point on maybe some things that Rachel has embellished 
to fellow cast members in order to get support or people rallying behind her. <clears throat> I apologize. My throat is horrible this evening. So, um, he does ask Katie why she invited her. Like, like, why did you invite her, Katie? And it was weird. She did say that, um, she was trying to give her a chance and she did feel like she was being led, like she was being misled to feel a certain way or maybe want Schwartz because Sheena is suggesting it. So just like blaming Sheena, like throwing Sheena under the bus. Didn't get invited. Sheena did not get invited as she should not have been invited, but nor should Rachel. Like, neither one of them should be invi- should have been invited on that trip. They weren't a part of that friend group. Or you invite them all, and you give the two of them a place to go off and be by themselves. And then maybe Sheena could have seen it firsthand, and she's not jumping on a bandwagon. Because I do feel like some of the things that Rachel said were embellished, but I also felt like Sheena was just ready to throw the book at Katie and Lala no matter what. She wanted to feel sorry for Rachel. She wanted for her to have the same experience that she did in this group. So she had somebody to rally with her. At least that was just my feeling in the moment. Um, it was very uncomfortable on the trip is what Rachel was saying. It was funny because Lala's like, that was your own fault. I do felt like if it was her own fault that she was uncomfortable. And Andy even said, he was like, I really felt like I saw them rallying around you in the car. Like when she had a panic or anxiety attack. Yeah. That's how I would want my friends to react in a situation. I don't know about you, but... If I had that happen, I would want them to be like, hey, you know, let's do this. Take a moment. Take a breath. Yeah. Like, they've been through it before. So, it did make a difference seeing how they reacted toward her in that moment. And Rachel was quick to say that, oh, yeah, that was fine. But then they started bashing me at the dinner. I'm going to tell you, I have the secrets behind this dinner. Lala talked about this dinner on her podcast as well as um, some, I think Katie was on there with her and Katie talked about it and her aspect as well as Charlie talked about how drunk she was um, and had told her that she, that Rachel had told her how drunk she was. In which Rachel does admit in this reunion episode, she also admits how drunk she was. But they weren't mean to you. Lala described her as being so sick and almost still intoxicated that they put her in a booth by herself because she was that sick and intoxicated. It wasn't that they were, like, ignoring you or being mean to you. They were trying to take care of you. If my friends put me in a separate booth, I don't feel ostracized. And maybe it was because she didn't feel like they were her friends, so... She felt ostracized no matter what they did. But if my friends and I are on a trip and I'm so sick from being drunk that I'm still drunk and puking all over myself, 
My friends don't want me at the dinner table and I'm not offended by that. Grow up. If you're going to get that intoxicated, be ready for the consequences. Maybe people don't want you at their dinner table the next morning when you're still puking. Yeah. I'm sure she's really annoying drunk. Agreed. Go to the drunk children's table. Because <laughs> I feel like that's what she's acting like. She's acting like a teenager that gets yeah. drunk for the first time. And you have to babysit them or keep control of them right. during every situation. I don't know. It was just really. My hair while I puke. Hey, now I do do. I, I do do. I do that I do. for my friends. I don't have a problem holding your hair for you. Like, that's a friend thing. But I'm just saying, like, in a girl world, that's a friend thing for sure. Not so much in a guy world, like, you're doing that for your girlfriend and your girlfriend only. You've done it for me. Faux show done it for me. Yeah, he has no hair, so he has no idea what, what it's like for somebody to have to hold your hair while you're vomiting. But it's pretty embarrassing. I can say that she talked, and I say she, excuse me, Rachel talked about and the way that her personality shifted over the summer, right. how she turned into, you know, she stopped ple- pleasing other people and started pleasing herself. Um, Lala's like, yeah, screwing people over. The way that Tom was looking at her in this moment, if you guys were not paying attention, he looked like an abuser, you guys. Like, he truly looked like an abuser in that moment. The way that he was looking at her, he looked like the devil. He looked like a demon. He he looked like he was trying to control her, and he was trying to um, shut her up. Like, you better watch what you say in this moment and how much you share. It's pretty bad. I can barely hear you, babe. Really? Yeah, I can hear you now. (laughs) But he said that doesn't surprise him about Tom. So, Rachel talks and she describes herself as being selfish. Ariana quickly jumps in. This kind of scene went viral really quick. She's like, like, selfish doesn't cover it, sweetheart demented, diabolical, disgusting, subhuman. Um, I mean, and she says, Rachel says, I feel like my actions are human. Her actions are human. They're not subhuman, Ariana. As much as you want them to not be human, humans make mistakes. And that's exactly right. You have made mistakes in your day, and you ride by Kristen today you guys were not friends in that moment so it is a little bit different in your eyes so I understand where she's coming from at at a sense of she thinks that humans shouldn't be capable of doing this but this is where I really solely had a problem connecting with Ariana all of these years she's extremely naive people are absolutely capable of this And the fact that you are not aware of that is why I don't connect with you. That's what's wrong with the world. Well, you put so much faith in every single human being and 
we have people shooting people of all things like strangers because they're angry at some somebody or they're having a bad day or they're mentally incapable of understanding the the actions that they're performing so fairy tale or something it is it's like a video game it's it's not real to them so i mean that's where i don't connect with her i think so that's where I had a problem. It may be where I now am going to be able to be c- to connect with her because I'm sure this is going to make her bitter in a sense of not being as trusting in every human being. Yeah. As you should not be, Ariana. As you should not be. Um, but James says, you know, have you watched you yourself lying to Ariana's face? And him comparing that actual situation, he's speaking to, you know, having that conversation with Ariana where you're like, hey, don't you think you should want to have sex with your partner while I'm having sex with your partner? It's just, that is diabolical. So, demented, like all of those things that you described, Ariana. But subhuman... That's still actions of a human who makes mistakes and is going to ask for forgiveness. And and you're not entitled to forgive them or forget about the actions they did to you. So, as a human, you have rights up to, you. Yeah, to not move forward with them. But that doesn't make them subhuman. Um, Lala doing what she does best... Um, is what Rachel says, you know, Lala doing what she does best. Um, because you guessed it, she does come ready to tell you exactly what she feels. And we all feel usually she's pretty spot on with, with my feelings most of the time, whether or not she's hypocritical in the moment of saying it, she's pretty spot on with how I feel usually. Um, Tom screaming and yelling, we weren't fucking. We had sex one time. One time. Come on now. That's our new button, guys. Sandoval's a liar button. And I'm going to use it every time he lies. Because this was a lie. In the moment, we already know. Because of the last six minutes. Which everybody knows we've already watched. <laughs> and heard around the world how lackluster it was. Even from me, very lackluster six minutes. And I'll talk about it when we get to it. But definitely really frustrated with him continually backing up and standing by this statement. You know, we only had sex one time at this point, And it was only one time. And it doesn't matter. And, you know, it, it, it only matters if it was more than one time. It doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't know what reasoning he has. Who knows what his reasoning is? His reasoning is absolutely absurd, babe. You're right, though. That's probably the standards he set for himself and his own book. The Book of Sandoval. The Book of Scandy. Um, Andy addresses the infamous conversation, which we just talked about. The, the And he, you know, calls it diabolical. Uh, 
really it moves to the one-on-one with Rachel and Andy ask her if she had encouraged Sandoval to break up with Ariana. Like, were you telling him in the background, you know, you should be breaking up with her. You should not be staying with her and doing this with me. And she doubled down and said, I encouraged him to seek happiness. Didn't really um, tell him that he needed to break up with her per se, but I told him he needed to look deeper to see whether his happiness was with me or was with her and then make a decision based on that. Um, it's just crazy watching her talk about some of it. I really think she was genuinely... And she says this. She's like, I was genuinely asking if she wanted to be in the relationship. But the problem is she was genuinely asking that, but totally airheaded enough to forget the fact that in that moment she was already fucking him. She already doubled down on this. We're going to lie and say we're not fucking during this time. So she had already thought in her mind, at least this is the way I'm looking at it, you guys. This is my perspective on how it went down in her mind. She genuinely was asking her. The fact that she was genuinely still asking her that. And, you know, I mean, the famous scene of her saying this and Ariana's like, and it doesn't really matter because you were already fucking him at this point. So go fuck yourself with a cheese grater. (laughs) Which was hilarious. You guys, I had to stop and laugh a couple of times. Rewatch this. It's up on our TikTok page. It gives me life. It's pretty brutal, but it's pretty funny. I mean, and Tom ends up jumping in at the end. We don't live our lives by logic. And they all just lose it laughing at them. How could you not laugh at that? We come on now. We don't. We aren't living our lives by logic. It just happened. We couldn't stop it. You know. Just happened. You know. You know. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, man. Um, James and Lala. <laughs> it, it's immediate that Rachel's like James and Lala can't talk because they fucked and hit it. She doesn't get it. She still doesn't understand that what she did was different and worse Mm -hmm. than what they did. And it's not labeling cheating at levels. That's not what we're doing here. I think that in Lala's and James' mind, at least Lala's mind, she was an alcoholic who made a really shitty decision at the beginning of a relationship And I really do think that she probably would have told her sooner than what she did had her and James not, like, had they, like, lasted less time. I think that because they stayed together and they were going to get married, Mm -hmm. Lala believed that was a secret that was not hers to share. It's her sober truth but it's not his. Like, he has to be sober and ready to share that truth with his partner at the time, or else you're diabolically ruining lives, and that's something that you weigh in on 
being an AA and the steps that you take is whether or not your sober truth is going to hurt or help. And until it's going to help, you don't share it. So it's evaluation at its finest, but she wants to use that. And I agree with Lala here that she wants to spin that narrative Mm -hmm. when it suits her. Right. Like, she forgave me for that. We moved on from that. And whenever the narrative didn't suit her anymore and she needed to use it again, she's going to bring it back up. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with that. Um, James, and again... Sandoval screaming out, they did it one time. It was multiple fucking times, Sandoval. Uh, It's, you're a mistress, I'm a mistress. It's talking about Oliver and the back and forth. Um, It was kind of stupid back and forth, honestly. They probably should have cut a lot of that out. I could have done without it and done with better footage because I'm sure there was other things they cut out that we would have liked to have seen. Um, It does flash back to Lala not answering about sleeping with Fat Man, about fucking Fat Man back in the day. And I say Fat Man because I love it when James calls him that. Um, But he definitely... um, she refused to answer the question and by refusing to answer the question you're telling me that you probably at that point knew what was going on and knew that you were at some on some level lied to and were defending him because you were riding your pride at that point Mm -hmm. um but Rachel does think that Oliver is why Lala got angry. Still. Like, she still thinks that that's why she was angry in Lake Havasu. It's not why she was angry. She was angry because she called you out on your shit. Like, she noticed that with a lot of drinks in you, that you're a little too loosey-goosey. And she called you on it. And I'm telling you, if one of my friends looked at me and said that, I'm going to say... Tell me at what point I get to that and I start drinking water. Because I don't ever want to be that person. And when you're that drunk and you can't control it, it is something that I understand. Like, there is a point in time with which you get drunk Mm -hmm. and there's no controlling the things that you do. I understand that is a possibility. But identifying that and actually, like, taking accountability for it means something. And I don't think she was even willing to do that. And in that moment when she said that to her, she's like, well, I'm glad you don't have a man. She was still drunk and she's doubling down on it now. That's the problem. You're still doubling down. Nobody cares. We still double down for all the days. Me and Tom, we, we have a pact. We rehearsed every single one of these answers. Lala saying, no one go to that school if this is the product. Fuck. I'm going to say I have to agree with you, Lala, again. Um, If you got a degree, like, what are you studying? Because I feel like she can't be one of those people who is book smart and has, like, zero 
like common sense because I have like people that I know like that and I'm not going to stereotype I almost did on somebody that I know really close to me that has this problem but she's still extremely smart and I can have conversations with her mm-hmm. she's not an idiot she's not going to do something like that to one of her friends so I'm really confused really confused sorry about that guys again it's a circus here with like 50 million dogs and all the noise so we're back and really this is at this point they started talking about the oliver situation man lisa really doubles down and stays on oliver's side i'm gonna say that i probably believe he had another place he was continuing to tell his now ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife that they were maybe working on things or getting back together and he was having his fun with a second apartment and his single life while working at the new Vanderpump restaurant in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely getting his fuck on, babe. Um, Lala is friends with his ex-wife which i was kind of surprised by that was a little odd to me that Mm -hmm. she quickly became so close with that person i mean i get it she probably was trying to keep her i'm you know she's thanking god rachel was there that night and she had no like real connection or interest with him because that would have came back and bit her because she's already called the home wrecking whore and you know, it's just dumb. Excuse me, it's just old. That's what it is. It's just old. Like, she's friends with the ex-wife Lala is at this point, so they're pretty close, and she understands, the ex understands she was lied to until a certain point, so they've come to terms with that together. At that point, it's not my business to pass judgment. So, um... Lala does it was Tom Sandoval accuses Lala of holding in the information that she knew that Oliver was married like trying to make Rachel look dumb like you are like grabbing at straws at this point Tom Sandoval grabbing at straws Totally have no idea what you're talking about. That's right. Send a bozalaya. It's so catchy, you guys. I sing it sometimes when I'm bored at work. Like, I'll be sitting there working, and I just shouldn't say when I'm bored at work, because I'm never bored. But when I'm, like, working on data entry, and I'm, like, working on documents, I'm like, send a bozalaya. I will tell you that at the last See You Next Tuesday... James was not allowed to say that. So I have a feeling that he may have received a cease and desist on Sandoval's a liar, but he just held out the mic and the whole place did it for him, (laughs) which I thought was kind of great too. Lisa does call Lala bitter when they're ending their conversation about Oliver. Um, she Lala kind of corrects her and tells uh, Sandoval to shut the fuck up. It gets into a shut the fuck up. It reminds me of those lawyers. If you guys have never checked out 
the um, Shut the Fuck Up Lawyers on YouTube. Look it up. Shut the Fuck Up Lawyers. It's Shut the Fuck Up Friday for lawyer for the lawyers and they do a commercial. It is the funniest shit you will ever watch and it's only like maybe 10-15 seconds long. So funny. But that's what Shut the Fuck Up kept reminding me of. Every time they'd say it because they were like talking over top of one another just to say it. But Lala, you know, she definitely talks about how she doesn't understand why they all keep addressing the same shit toward her. Um, and James is screaming phony worm with a mustache. <laughs> um, and she really believes that all of them, uh, Sandoval, um, Rachel and Emmett, all now hate her because they see her she saw them for who they really were like and i i don't think she's wrong i think that's i think that's one also the reason why tom sandoval hated katie so much is because she saw it first like she called him on his shit and there's no accountability he screams about accountability until the cows come home he is the last person in the world to take accountability for any of his actions, which is so funny for him to be the one that says that all the time. Um, Allie and Brock join Sheena in the trailer, and Andy starts addressing the the Tom and, and Rachel kiss in, in Mexico, the Schwartz kiss in Mexico. Um, he, you know, he asks how it really transpired and Rachel almost like throws Schwartz under the bus. Well, I think it was insinuated by you. Like, I don't think it was me at that point. Almost like, well, this will give me a storyline besides them wanting to blame me for fucking Sandoval, which I'm really doing. So let me give myself a different storyline. That's a little bit she thought was better and would cause a little turmoil. Um, Tom actually says it was, he says, you know, Andy's like, why would you do this even though, you know, you, you made these rules with Katie? And he has to make a joke. He's like, me, it was a technicality because they weren't friends, really. Yeah. You sound like a douchebag, shorts. Like, technicalities in that moment are for losers. Um, Katie's like, you're a cunt. And you're a drunk. And that's why they did it. Mm -hmm. Schwartz really thought they had a connection. Um, I think that probably... And the way Rachel described it, Rachel described it as they didn't have a connection. Like, she basically was like, of course I was interested in him. Like, of course I was interested in him. Just like I was everybody else on the cast that was single at the time. He's got a pulse. Yeah. He's got a pulse and he can keep me on this show. Yeah. That's that's what I'm looking for in a person right now. It, that's that was the atmosphere. That was what she was dishing out. Um, Lisa does ask Rachel why you know she would do that. Why would you be making out with Schwartz whenever you know? And she said, "Well, we had put a cap on this. We put a cap on this together, but you hadn't because you fucked again in Mexico." 
You fucked again in Mexico. Several times in Mexico. You little dirty liars. You are such liars. Rachel is a liar. Um, Andy was surprised by um, that. He, he was surprised after Tom talked to her. And um, she says that she did. She, that she did, but... She did it, but she was not into it. Like, she did it in the moment. Like, he was surprised it happened, but she did it in the moment, and she didn't care about anything else other than just not looking like an idiot on camera, I would assume. Because if she would have said no to the kiss, it would have been a whole thing that they would have been filming, and she would have had to have a reason, which was only Sandoval at that point. Um, James is like, this whole side of the room is incesty, dirty, and weird. Whole side of the room, folks. He's not lying. Um, they talk about Lala and James. Um, Andy thinks he'd have taken it to the grave about Lala and, and James hooking up at that time. He does ask James if he wants to come clean with anything else in that moment. And they flash back to all of the many times that he supposedly slept with women. And he probably did sleep with women. And it was, he never would admit to it. And he's still doubling down, not admitting to it. Going to take those to the grave with him too. So you're probably right, Andy. You would have taken the other to his grave. That's what I said. It was Lala's sober truth. She shared it when it was deemed you know, okay that it would not hurt someone that she cared about. Like, she didn't want to hurt either one of them. And I thought that was very mature of her in a sober journey to not just go throwing daggers even though she may not like somebody. Because that's what, I mean, that's what you be doing is just being an ass because you don't like somebody, which is just mean. Like, that's just mean. Um, It did move to Allie and she's like, um, Sheena, you know, she covered her face and Sheena's like, oh no, this was a really, really long time ago. It wasn't that long ago, Sheena. Okay. I love how you want to be like, it was such a long time ago. Like it was like eight years ago. It was like, they were showing clips from like 2019, which was like right before pandemic. So right before really they kind of stopped having sex and which may have been one of the reasons why she stopped having sex with him you know deeper dive into that i feel like rachel could write a book i would read it as sad as i am to say that i would read it and i would tell you guys all of the fucking dirt about it because i feel like and without tom sandoval involved i feel like it would have to happen after they break up where he's not controlling what she would share because i feel like she would share the truth if he was not around. Um, Rachel does tell Lala um, a bunch of crap about um, that she's been wrong and, you know, well, basically what Rachel is trying to say is that you've always been saying these things about me, but up until this point, you've been wrong. 
so you've said all this crap about me, but, you know, and really Lala screams she just knew your capabilities and she's she's right there's some people that can just read your actions and she wasn't saying that to be mean when people give you constructive criticism sometimes you take it in a really bad way now when you and Lala are fighting and she's like you're fucking stupid you're a Bambi eyed bitch you're dumb you're cotton candy brain like those things I definitely get it but when somebody's sitting next to you on a bed and you're like having a candid conversation and they say, I'm not going to trust you around my man. They're being real with you. Friends are real with you, Rachel. And you're real back by taking accountability and saying, okay, at what point did you feel like I was untrustable? Because at that point you had not crossed a line. That was Lake Havasu. That was before guys weekend or guys night. I'm in where everything kind of took a turn so that was a moment for her to give you advice and you fucking tanked and missed it. Yeah. Life advice from Lala and you fucking failed, Rachel. You had your moment. Um, James does talk um, about... Andy kind of hits with him about being offended and the Rochella comment with him and uh, Schwartz. He really explains how much he was offended by the drop comment or by the, um, the, the what? The Rochella comment. Um, it, it was the comparison. That's the word I was trying to look for. Damn it. It was the comparison for him uh, wasn't really like he wasn't the problem wasn't the joke. It wasn't the comparison. It was the fact that it included anything to do with something he'd worked so hard for. So for him, it was that the comparison included something that he cherished or worked so hard for. Not that it included Rochella. Compare that to something else that he's done. See you next Tuesday. Something else. This was super important to him. Like, you can hear him talk about it. Like, it's like the greatest thing in the world. No offense, James. Never heard of the Imagine Festival. I love you with all my heart, but never heard of the Imagine Festival. And I'm from the East Coast. And I've been to Atlanta several times. Never heard of the Imagine Festival. But I will look it up. I am, however, waiting for you to release your show for Pittsburgh because I will get tickets for mine and my girlfriends to see that. That will happen. Unless you want to come. Come on now. You can come listen to Sandoval's a liar. Um, the uh, rumor of an open relationship kind of comes up next and... It's talked about, and it's just kind of eye-opening because really Allie immediately is like, you know, we walked in and it moves to James and they're in the reunion room and James is like, yeah, we walked in and he was like dancing and he gets up and impersonates him so ridiculously, which kind of looks like Sandoval, so it made me laugh. So he gets up and is impersonating him and Allie's like, yeah, we got it. We walked in and saw them. But Sandoval is doubling down at the other side of the room saying, we were there with you. No, you weren't. He's saying, I walked in to you 
dumbass dancing on the dance floor. I was not there with you and your dad and Allie. Like, saw you over there on the floor. Sandoval's a fucking liar, guys. Sandoval's a fucking liar. Like, I need this button in my life because I feel like I could have used it a million times for how many lies he tells. It's, like, constant during this episode. Um, the, but Ariana does believe that the rumor of the open relationship started with Sandoval Mm -hmm. and started with him telling Rachel in the hot tub at Coachella Mm -hmm. last year. So April, 2022 in the hot tub with Sandoval and he tells her, Hey, me and Rachel are in an open relationship. And Ariana's like, she tells, Rachel tells a friend that all of this happened. And her telling a friend that all this happened, guess who that friend was? It was Nima from Shaws of Sunset. I shared all of this on the TikTok page, guys. She, he was actually on Sheena's podcast. It was a really good podcast, but he shared everything that happened the night that they were together, some of the times that they hang out, hung out. <clears throat> And this exact conversation and what she told him. They, you know, they were hanging out. She told him that not only did he tell her that they were in an open relationship, but she told Nima, and I don't know if she was saying this because she felt like she would seem more hot to Nima. This is what I felt like. Because I don't know if she would have ever said this to Sandoval. That she would rather sleep with Ariana. I don't think she said that to Sandoval because I think she was interested in Sandoval always. So I don't think she would have said that, but I think she would have said that to Nima in the moment to make herself look hot. So he would want her because she wants to eat another girl. Like this is how childish I think she is. She'll do anything for that. Like for that fame, for that lust, for that love, for that attention. It is, really really scary to think about um the work that is needed to overcome this and still be in any type of reality tv setting or any type of fame setting i just don't know how you could live in a hollywood world with that type of mantra and that's what i feel from her the most um Anyway, uh, I, I believe that Tom did start the open relationship rumor, which is kind of shitty for him to be so mean to Katie the whole entire season, throwing her under the bus. Like, she's the one that said that, which she never said at all. She said they had different rules, which you do have different rules. If you... I'm sorry, but if you're my friend and I'm at my grandma's funeral and you decide to hang out with my boyfriend and his best friend in my hot tub and stay the night at my house while I'm gone, that's different rules than I would ever be okay with. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would hope you and I have the same type of, yeah, like that's just not fucking happening. So, I agree with you, Katie. Different fucking rules. No one else is going to go by those rules. And you see what happens when you do. 
Like, I no offense on people who have guy friends and girlfriends and are able to have platonic relationships. I have absolutely wonderful platonic relationships with men. I am not trying to say that, guys. But am I hanging out with them in a hot tub with their best friend by myself at my house while my husband's at his grandma's funeral? No, I'm not. Because that's super disrespectful in my eyes. Hands down. It's just disrespectful. Um, I really, Sandoval saying, I, and what am, I'm, I'm taking accountability and you're not, he tells Katie. I'm taking accountability. No, you're not. You are never taking accountability for anything. You are always throwing the blame card, the lame card, whatever you can. I agree with Ariana here. It's hard for people to believe. And I read your body language. That's how I usually can tell whenever some things are truths and some things are lies. But I can understand why the public and most of the fan base don't believe anything that you say because you don't take accountability and you won't admit you're lying at any moment. Everything you say is a lie. Sandoval's a liar. Um, then he starts with the, I have a friend and I'm not going to name them. I have a friend, AKA Billy Lee. I'm not going to name them. And we have sex when we're single and we're still friends. And we, he's trying to excuse the actions. And he's again, trying to say that they had sex one time and then we're continuing to hang out platonically after that. Come on. You didn't have sex one time. You're a fucking liar, Sandoval. Like, this is so ridiculous how many times you lied during this episode. So ridiculous. Um, but Tom's like, Lisa, you're not me. Because she says, you know, you're it, everything she's seeing, it was just macabre. Like everything that's going on and you know he's he says but you're not me uh Schwartz then incoherently brings up Billy Lee ha 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 he's like I think they're referring to the time whenever you were uh when there were rumors about Billy Lee and blah 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 yeah Ariana admits in this moment they never had a threesome during their entire relationship so that tells me that regardless of the rules of some of the things we saw, when it came to the bedroom and intimacy, there were no lacks on any rules there. Right. I mean, I'll be honest, we probably have more lax rules in the bedroom than what she's describing. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that we're going out and swinging and no. sleeping with everybody under the sun, but I'm just saying that I'm not as close-minded as she is in the sense that we're like, no, this never happened. Would never happen and will never happen. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't know. It just, I felt like she was definitely making her stance known in that moment. That did not happen and will never happen. Which is kind of crappy because she fucked Lala in the back of the car. Like, if you're going to do that in that moment, I would be like, okay, so later we're going to have to add you in here. 
you know, I don't think I would do that to you. I feel like I would be really selfish and shitty. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to anybody that just enjoys being the watcher. <laughs> um, so Rachel does, she says, you know, she, Andy asks her if she has been in LA, she admits you know, of course, she hasn't. She has nowhere to stay, yeah. and she doesn't have she needs place to stay. So, um, she's been with family and been back in Arizona. Tom has joined her there. Um, she does pretty profusely apologize to Ariana in this moment. Um, she she just says the way that it was handled was a huge mistake, and she really there's not much that she can say other than, you know, she really feels like if she went back, she would change things. Um, Rachel admits she felt heard by him. I felt heard by him. And Ariana is super, super offended by this. She's like, you felt heard by him and not me. And she throws out when James was mean to you. I felt like this was pretty shitty of Ariana considering James has been in her corner so heavily during everything. Now, granted, James is offended by what Tom did to him, too. But I just felt like even if she felt like James was mean to her in that moment, she could have said, I was there for you in the times when you and James were having issues. She didn't have to throw him under the bus. I just feel like this is a good example of how she doesn't play well in the sandbox. And I notice it. Because I just notice this kind of stuff, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry I have to point out her flaws. I'm not trying to. I point out everybody's flaws, even my own. Sorry. I guess I'm a shitty person in that sense. Um, She... Rachel says that she confided in him, um, that she felt like he, he listened to her and Ariana says, so basically my dog dies, you fuck my, and you fuck my boyfriend, like body's not even cold. And she's talking literally about like when they get back, she left Lake Havasu to put her dog to sleep. Rachel leaves Lake Havasu to go fuck her boyfriend. This all happens at the same time. So she's like, and she calls her a Dementor, which I thought was hilarious. I am not a Harry Potter fan. So she's making fun of her for being a Harry Potter fan. I got no beef with Harry Potter fans, but I did look up what a fucking Dementor was because I don't know what the hell that is. And they are ghostly flying prison guards known as... Hang on. I can't even read my own writing, you guys. Known as Dementus something. And they um, they await the Hogwarts. They surround Hogwarts to await his in- inevitable arrival. So... And sorry, that was like the shittiest read ever. Ghostly flying prison guards known as Dementors surround Hogwarts to await his inevitable arrival. 
yeah like it's really dumb guys i'm sorry no offense i guess that's why i'm not a harry potter fan is because i think that's dumb um i i we did look up pictures of them that correlation was pretty spot on if you put a black cape with a hood on rachel and like like paint her a little white would that not look like her like it it really did look like her um she ariana said that she hopes charlotte haunts her and it was fucking hilarious it was like the best line of the entire fucking reunion um she said i shouldn't say she said andy asked them why did they not stop honestly my question is why didn't tom break up with her like i stopping is one thing but if he just had break broken up with her then we could have avoided all of the time that this took place and it was a hookup that was oh my god this is horrible and you didn't have all of this where you talk to her on camera and you look like a dementor and <laughs> you know all of this stuff i mean it's just crazy to see it but they really admit that you know, because she couldn't, and Rachel's like, because I was in love with him, and Andy's like, Tom, are you in love? And ten minutes later, he's like, yeah, uh, I am. Um, Lala jumps in and, and says, you know, this is a super big thing. They did this for you. It's a big deal, and I agree with her. This is a, you should be thanking them both. You should not be saying it's an abomination because you should wish them all the happiness in the world because karma will bite them whatever way possible. Tom is going to cheat on her. That's inevitable. Come on. And she's going to put everything she has into that and it's going to blow up and backfire in her face. That's inevitable. So your bet is to smile and enjoy this ride that you have out of this scenario, which is money and deals and endorsements coming out the fucking ass, Ariana. Um, but Lala describes being with him as a torture chamber, put a bullet in my head. Quite frankly, I agree. Um, Ariana lays in again, and this time Rachel actually gets up and walks away. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't take much there for her to get up and walk away. She does say that she's going for water, but I really do think she needed a break. Um, Ariana's like, leave and never come back. But... Tom starts trying to detail a mistress. He's like, isn't a mistress ongoing? Dumbest fucking comment ever. You, are you really trying to justify the word mistress and say this is something ongoing? And again, this was ongoing. You're a fucking liar. You are constantly lying about everything that is being said. You know, it was just once, you know. Didn't you have to do it more than once? I don't know. It's so fucking stupid. Andy talks about the jacuzzi and the infamous night. Sorry, guys. had to take a drink. But he talks about the jacuzzi and the night whenever... You know, the next day she shows up for the tasting and they did the whole rewind on, I think it was episode nine, eight or nine. 
It was the one, maybe not. It wasn't eight or nine. It was the one, it was either the one before Scandaball or the one before that. So, and I think Scandaball was, was 13, 14. I can't remember at this point. I have lost fucking count at this point. But anyway, um, they start talking about the, um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm having a really great day, guys. Oh, shoot. What was I talking about, babe? So we just got done talking about the jacuzzi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next thing that I... Well, wait a second. Okay. Wait a second, because jacuzzi, they lie. Yeah. So we talk about how Tom and Tom both double down on their lies with Brock, tell him whatever, then they tell everybody else something else. Honestly, I feel like she should have been able to see that. Excuse me. She should have been able to see that like in all of these different scenarios but she didn't see it she definitely did not see it schwartz does say that there was no hanky panky around him and we do know that he did not stay the night because katie did confirm that he had the dogs so there was no way that he could stay the night so when sandoval was saying we had a sleepover this wasn't true because he didn't stay with him now what do you have next Thanks for keeping me on track, babe. <laughs> uh, next, that Andy brings up the lightning bolt necklace. Oh, gosh. This was purposeful, you guys. She got it with a symbolism of what was going on between them. I thought she'd try and lie her way through that and be like, no, it was because I like lightning bolts and Tom Tom. And I'm a fangirl. Um, he also brings up the um, Schwartz he, Schwartz actually asked about what it felt like for Ariana in the moment of having the whole world rally against, rally for her and rally against Tom and this is the one time when she really breaks down she really got to me here um, talking about how she felt like she needed babysat and Andy pipes in and Andy's like, you did, you 100% did need to be babysat. This kind of gets to Tom. I felt like those tears were real from him listening to her. I just can't imagine being with someone that long for that many years. It wouldn't matter to me how many years, like, it wouldn't matter to me what we what happened. It would matter to me how many years we were together and the fact that my actions did that to you. If there's any part of anything left in you, you're going to feel that. There's no way you can't feel that, babe. Like that just it it's sad it was sad listening to her talk about it and um she, you know, says she can't think of two worse people. And, I mean, there are worse, way worse people out there, Ariana. I can think of ten worse people that 
did school shootings or mass shootings in the last year. So there's 10 just right off the bat. So um, there are people who are way worse out there. Are these people the worst people in your life? Yes. Did they do something really absolutely horrific to you? Yes. Do you need to watch your back from here on out? Yes, honey, you do. That's the world we live in. That's the wake-up call. Um, I will say that Ariana, you know, um, she takes it really easy whenever Andy starts talking about him dressing up as her for Halloween. Dude, if I find out you did that to me and I helped you get ready, I am... They are probably going to have to pull me off of you. My anger is going to take over at that point. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm not usually a physical person. He knows this. I'm not a physical person. <laughs> Stop that. I'm not a physical person at all. But I feel like in that moment, when I find out somebody disrespected me in that magnitude in front of millions of people... I am beating the fucking shit out of your face. I am beating up the face that you created to look like your mistress. I don't care. Like, cancel me because I want to beat the shit out of somebody because they be disrespect me. I can't help that. Like, I feel like if you know that about me and you're stepping in... And you're willing to take that chance. There you go, babe. You're willing to take that chance. He would never disrespect me in that manner. He, he and I know respect boundaries, so he'd never disrespect me in that manner. But I feel like if that happened, like, he knows my reaction would not be great. <laughs> he knows that my reaction would not be wonderful. <laughs> Stop they're truly going to believe that I like fucking be you or something. <laughs> they're like, listen, she's got him locked in this room and she gives him a microphone and she's like, this is what you're allowed to say. I wrote down these notes. You share these. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh my God. If cops show up here tomorrow, I'm going to die laughing, die laughing. <laughs> oh man anyway um Rachel said that you know Andy asked her how she feels and she does admit she feels like a piece of shit and I just I just I can't I can't see it I feel like there's still ego showing there I mean, when you're like, I feel like a piece of shit, that I'm just not feeling it. It's not hitting for me, as James and Lala would say. <laughs> I wasn't even listening. Um, she, he does ask, um, Andy asks Tom if he slept with anybody after Rachel, and Ariana jumps in and is like, yeah, me. He slept with me, and Tom does the she kept her shirt on and it was so fucking hot he's like doubled down on this comment too with tmz saying that he did not body shame her 
I would never body shame her. He does understand that she wore the t-shirt because she did not feel comfortable getting naked in front of him. He's like, no, she did it because she was in a hurry. The t-shirt had nothing to do with the hurry, Tom. I got news for you. She may have told you that. You may have thought that. But that is not the case, son. And by the way, I bought that fucking t-shirt. And you're going to fuck the hell out of me in that t-shirt. So. And I'm probably going to take a a picture of myself in just that t-shirt. And share it. Because I think it's sexy as hell to wear a t-shirt around. I mean, I don't... You tell me because you're the guy. But... I mean, I'm... You can lift a t-shirt up. I'm so confused at why... He felt like she was not, like, truly naked in a t-shirt. Because <laughs> that's closer than a bra. Right. To it's me. Definitely better than a bra. Yeah. Like, you're like, it's definitely better. You should have seen his face, you guys. <laughs> He's definitely not liking bra sex, apparently. <laughs> noted. Duly noted. Um, Rachel uh, says that she... They start talking about her name being Raquel. She doubles down and I had a friend at work who is a VPR fan and she started listening to the podcast. So thanks for joining us, Kathy. Love to have you as a listener. Um, She was like, I did not know why you're calling her Rachel. And so I'll break it down for you guys because she did talk about this on this reunion episode. So, on this reunion episode, she is talking about how in the first grade, there were three other Rachels in her class. And that's her given name, is Rachel. And there was a prima ballerina that lived across the street named Raquel. So, she decided from then on out that she was going to be Raquel in school and with her friends. And with family and any other thing, she's still Rachel. And when Ariana chimes in, okay, well, if it's for your friends, you don't have any more of those. So, Rachel, it is. Was, like, the best. Rachel, it is. Check. Um, Tom, they ask, Andy does ask about the families, and Tom immediately jumps in and says, you know, hey, I told my family, I told my mom about what was going on between us. I did not take her to St. Louis. Absolutely did not take her with me. She met them in L.A. You're a fucking liar. There's pictures of her in St. Louis that were seemingly shared with somebody that um, landed on social media and everybody got to see of some places down by the arch where we have actually visited. We used to live in St. Louis, if anybody's ever missed that on a previous podcast. We've lived in St. Louis. We've lived close to Seattle. We've lived close to Nashville. We have literally been all over. So, we've lived just a little bit. Um, it crazy that he would have shared this with his mom and been, like, so open. It makes me think, though, he didn't take Ariana home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And... Like, it seems like there may have been somewhat of a strained, weird relationship considering they have not reached out to her since this all broke. So it just makes me think there was not a good relationship there. 
between his family and her. He also did not attend her grandmother's funeral. So was there not good blood with her family as well? These are all things I think about. Like, I just think he doesn't care. Well, if he doesn't care, he doesn't care. But I feel like not caring and aside from filming, but not caring while on film means something to him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if he would have went, they would have wanted to film some interaction and they didn't want to do that. Okay. That makes more sense. Um, they talk about the when the full relationship started and Sandoval screams and yells that it started in January and we all know that he's a liar and it didn't start in January. It started in August at Sheena's wedding where it was pretty hot and heavy. Um, or I should say September at her wedding, but August when it started. Um, it's, and it's so crazy because, um, he says, you know, where will you guys be when all the dust settles? And Tom's like, we need to figure that out. James, in this moment, you're going to be in a poo-poo house. (laughs) Poo-poo heads. Poo-poo house. You're going to be in a a house made of poop. And Tom goes, I would like that. He's so stupid for fucking saying that. Like, why are you trying to be James's friend whenever you said you never were his friend to begin with? So fucking stupid. Um, but when James spit out that it was scripted to say that, you know, that, that it was hard, that it's going to be hard for them and they don't know, you know, he's like, it, that's a scripted answer. Mm-hmm. It's like they scripted that before they got here and he's so spot on. They did. Yeah. Schwartz admit that admits that he did tell him and he did his best to tell him that he needed to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Schwartz, the one thing you did wrong is you should have given him an ultimatum. You were Ariana's friend too. Yep. Ariana was one of the groomsmen in your wedding. Mm-hmm. So you're close with her to a point of being friends with her. So you should have said, I'm giving you till this date. You tell her and come clean with what is going on and break up with her. Or I am going to go to her and tell her what's going on so that I save her any further humiliation or any more guilt on my part in knowing what is occurring here. He could have saved the Halloween dress up. He could have saved the opening of Tom Tom, where she looked like she was supporting them so badly. Like so many things he could have saved from occurring and didn't. Um, Rachel says, you know, Andy asks her if she's going to mend her relationships. And she says, you know, she doesn't know. And Katie says it's not up to her. It's not. It really isn't. It's not her decision on whether or not people forgive her. And I doubt a lot of those people are going to forgive her. Like, they're definitely... They're definitely not in the, the game of forgiving the type of action that you did. At this point, uh, Rachel does leave um, and and exits. Um, Them backstage was really, like, weird. 
Yeah. First of all, she starts stripping immediately. The tags are still hanging on her outfit because she's going to return it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but just their demonic way of talking, like she's crying and talking about how she doesn't want to be this person that lies to other people and she can't handle the the things that are going on, but then walks behind a curtain and starts undressing fully and getting dressed and is like James comparing me to Allie and saying she's an upgrade. At this point, he's right. And then they demonically laugh, both of them. Like, and his was forced. His was like an acting laugh, which was really bad, Tom. Like, you're not supporting her. You're... You're acting. Um, I was really uh, loving Lala reaching over to Ariana and saying, Hey, so if Tom would have came to you in the moment and said, I'm having feelings for Raquel. This is what's going on. Would you have still been angry? And Ariana was like, fuck yeah, I would have still been angry. She was like, but I would have gotten over it. I would have forgiven him. Yeah. And we would have moved on. She said, there is still a part of it that it's still your friend and you don't fuck with friends. So there is still a friend aspect, but she would have gotten over it. And I agree. That's probably, she is a pretty understanding person. Mm -hmm. Um, As you can see, she's very naive and trusting. So I feel like she probably would have gotten over that in the long run. She's forgiven people for some pretty stupid, shitty things that they've done um, in the past. So, I feel like probably would have been. Um, I also paid close attention to Lisa talking to Tom behind the scenes. Kind of coaching him. Telling them that he needed to show emotion. Wish I wish you could. And he's like, wish I could have a real conversation with Ariana. I'm not a serial killer. You caught that and not me. Not a serial killer, which you aren't a serial killer, but you are a fucking piece of shit. You're a real piece of work, Tom Sandoval. Mm -hmm. Um, Sheena gets back out there and, you know, she talks about how she really thought that the display of emotion was sociopathic. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ariana continues to back up the fact that she thinks... Rachel is continuing to be fake as fuck. Um, He kind of goes around the room and talks to each of them. No babies soon for Sheena. She'll have surrogate anyway. She had a lot of complications. Um, Schwartz, he says he's never going to get married again. Katie, she says, really not her dying wish to be a mother. So she really doesn't think that she's, you know, going to be a mom. Um... And uh, Tom says that, you know, he is always going to love her and he'll cheer her on from afar. Ariana's like, thanks to everybody, I do not forgive him and I will not cheer him on from afar. Lights down. And scene. We are going into the last interview with Rachel, which was the big tell-all and the biggest thing that was shared, or supposedly shared, really pissed me off. Alex Baskin and producers that hyped this up and acted like 
this was going to be a surprise to us. No one fucking believed them during the reunion. Nobody believed they were telling the truth. Nobody believed it happened once. So you should have just said, Rachel confesses a bunch of fucking secrets and tells the truth at the end. Like, that's all you had to say. And we would have been ready for whatever she's going to confess and tell. Like, don't act like it's, first of all, something that's going to make people not come back. This is reality TV, and they are the number one rated reality TV series. Cable television series from the demographics of 19 to 49. Hello, folks. That is the truth. That was pretty great, babe. Um, But really, this sit-down, I kind of wrote little, like, highlights from it. Um, It was six days after the reunion. It was her final sit-down interview. She starts to continue the lie. So she starts off by, like, backing up everything they've rehearsed. But she quickly gets, like, kind of cornered by a producer. And he breaks her. Um, She is not sure why they still need to be lying. That's how she she starts. Um, she feels like the worst is out there. I don't disagree. Like she's he's worried about the details. That's not it's neither here nor there, Tom. Um, he feels it would be less hurtful if she if they don't share the details. Um, she explains that the second time that they had sex was in Mexico. They did have sex several times there, but the first time he was wandering around outside looking for his room. No, he wasn't, honey. He was looking for yours. Right. (laughs) He was not looking for his room. He was looking for yours, and you fell into that fucking trap. Like nobody's business opening up your door. Oh, let me excuse He's really drunk, which, by the way, you explained him as being so inebriated he couldn't find his own room, yet... You decided that was the night to have sex with him again. Bet that sex was fantastic. And her saying, I've never had sex like that before. Wow, honey. I'm really sorry that that is your sexual experience. Because you really need to grow. Um, I don't suggest um, porn or... um, sexual work to people but I feel like in this case it may benefit you um so that you're not thinking Sandoval's good shit because he ain't good dick I don't even need it to tell you that um she at first denies St. Louis but she um she has a really bad poker face and he calls her on it the producer and she breaks And she's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we were there and it was really bad. And she, that's when she really fucking breaks because she starts talking about how she was there while Ariana was at the funeral um, and all of that stuff. Uh, The thruple comment comes in. Um, She says, you know, really that she called herself an addition. Can I not be an addition? And the producer's like, like a throuple? She's like, well, yeah. Because I love Ariana. And I love Tom. It's like this reasoning is like the people online that tell me that I am looking over racial profiling because I want to call out Faith. That 
That reasoning is what is wrong with this fucking world, okay? Those two reasonings do not work. You cannot say that that together. Like, it does, that's not how it works. That's not quantitative or qualitative reasoning at all. Um, but she admits to the jacuzzi sex and that um, that's really the point at which she starts crying on screen. Um, she, this really hit me hard. He's my person. He's my only person. If I betray him, I'll have no one. These are things I wrote down exact verbatim that she said. Um, this has fucking killed my soul and I hate being deceitful. It's horrible. Um, Lala suggested that she get mentally evaluated in this episode and she did admit that she was going for mental evaluation, which we do know she's at now. I'm going to be honest and tell you from here on out, I got nothing to say about what happened before. I want to see what happens going forward. She's not the one touring the U.S. and talking shit. I think she's a very love-struck young woman who got a touch of the fame bug and really did not know what to do with herself when faced with a difficult situation that a grown man put her in. And I'm not trying to give her excuses because I don't think she needs excuses. I think she's been relentlessly bashed by America nonstop. So I don't think she needs my excuses. Um, I just think I do um, understand a little bit right now the point at which she's at being in a retrospect. So I hope she's looking back on it and I hope she understands and is ready to take accountability. We shall see. We shall. (laughs) We'll probably record a Secrets Revealed this weekend and drop it for you guys. So thanks for joining us. Thanks very much.